Welcome to Archimini. This is Saratova Best. So um, we are um, just before Chof Tevis and then after that Chof Dalit Tevis. And we're facing probably one of the most important weeks in all of history because there's going to be something very big. However, it turns out this week in the United States, in Washington, in the United States electoral process that will affect the entire world forever and all of history from the past and all of history in the future. So that's a, it's a big week and that's about to happen on Wednesday. It's exactly, it's exactly sandwiched in between Monday, Chavtavis, the yard site of the Rambam, and Friday, Chavtavis, the yard site of the Altarebbe. So, First, our question is, why is Hashem choosing to sandwich this significant day of, uh, of that will change the course radically of world history? Why is Hashem sandwiching it in between Chaf and Chaf Dalatavis? So in order to understand that, if we can even guess, we want to know what Chaf and Chaf Dalatavis are. So, of course, Chaf Tavis is the, and we're um, learning the Sikh of Parshas Chelet Chaf Vav, um, uh, in Lukotei Sichas for Shemait. So, of course, Chavtevis is the Hilul of the Rambam, and Chavtevis is the Hilul of the Alter Rebbe. Um, and sometimes they come out in Parshas Ve'era, sometimes this week Parshas Shemait, often Parshas Ve'era. So, e- either way, we'll see um, how they're connected. So, we know that the Alter Rebbe explains uh, that on the day of the Histalkus of Atzadik, everything that he accomplished his whole life is is revealed and shines on a level of revelation from above to below. So these two days, Chavtevis and Chavtevis are massive for the world because we want to understand what did the Ramlam accomplish? That's going to illuminate the whole world on Monday. What did the Altarev accomplish? And at the moment of Histalkus, of passing, and also every single year on the anniversary, we understand also from the customs of that time of the, of the Yorsite, what is, what is created. So we understand that, um, every, and it's all connected to the Parsha, and everything achieved by those Sadiqim, we will see coming into the world. What do we see? So, sorry, what do we see in the uh, work, life's work, life's mission of the Rambam and the Alter Rebbe that corresponds to each other? It's not by coincidence that they're within four days of each other, obviously. The Rambam was nostalgic, passed away, um, I think the year 1205 or 1215, and the Alter Rebbe in the year 1812. So you have about um, 600 years between them. Um, one of the things we know, though, now we're going to start to look into the similarities between the two of them. The great effort and askanus of the Rambam for the good of the Jewish people, in a way of Messiris Nefesh, to elevate the situation of the Jews, the Gashmias, and Baruchmias, and to bring the Jewish people close to Hashem and, their, and Tyre, as he writes in one of his shuvas, that when he came to Egypt, to Mitzrayim, Matsanu nega avan gadol asher pashat beroi vatibur bavanisteinu vuhuchi, what did he see? He came to Egypt, 
born in Spain. They were constantly on the run because of the Almohads who were pursuing the Jews. When eventually came to Egypt, he saw there that there had been a tremendous um, memory lapse, let's call that, that they forgot the dinim of Tyra and they became very lax in keeping Tyra. And so he began to fix this issue. The Alter Rebbe, the same thing, 600 years later. When he, when the Alter Rebbe was just a young, a youth, a boy, really even as a, as a child, he was helping Jews, he was helping Yidden, and especially with money that he received in different ways. Uh, he received um, money that he was given to be used by himself. He used it to help the Jewish people. He used it for Dashmit. You know, when he was a small child, he gathered together children, as a well-known story, and he and he got, gave them cakes and different food to eat and different things that they didn't have at home. And he would encourage them to learn Tyrant do mitzvahs. So, and of course, the Alter Rebbe, his whole, not only was he there to lift the Jewish people up the Gashmis, but Baruchnis. The Rhinen Karen Yisrael Baruchnis, as we know in the history of his life, about all the Takanas that the Alter Rebbe did. And the Alter Rebbe is a Vaida in making Balachuva. So here we have Rambam helped Rambam and the Alter Rebbe both were there to help the Jews, the Gashmis and Baruchnis, to lift them up spiritually from where they had the situation that they had sort of fallen into. Okay. Now, let's look at the Tyra of the Rambam and the Alter Rebbe. Both of them illuminated the world with Tyrus and Nigla, halachas, what you have to do. And also Tyrus and Nister, the hidden aspect of Tyra, the understanding, the knowledge of Hashem. Each one of them, oops, here, the Rambam, what was his contribution to Nigla Tyra, Yada Chazaka, Mishnah Tyra. He took all of the Tyra Shabal path and he put it all together. You have to realize that in, in the time of the Rambam, the oral Torah was always meant to be oral Torah, handed down from father to son, from father to son, from father to son. And only at a certain point in history the time of Rabbi Hood and Nasi, Hashem said, now it's time to write it down, even though it's supposed to be spoken orally, because people no longer could retain it in their memory, and so it was just being lost. But even so, the way it was, you know, if you have a little Mishnah that speaks in three words, as time goes on, at the very beginning, you write yourself a little note. You know what the note means. But three generations later, somebody reads your notes, they don't know what it means. So they start to lose touch with what you wanted to tell them. It's too cryptic. It's too concise. So by the time, by the time of the Rambam, people simply were losing touch with the oral Torah, and they didn't really know what to do. So I guess they even stopped being that concerned about what to do. And that's what the author, and that's what the Rambam writes in his introduction to Mishnah Tyra. 
He said, I saw that there was such a weakness in understanding of what to do, of, of what the halachas are, of what the dinam are, that I saw that I had to bring clarity to it. Just imagine that. I had to take a very dark situation and make it and bring and bring clarity. Now, let's just make this one premise. Everything that we're going to see about the Alter Rebbe and the Rambam is probably all about them seeing darkness, the world being in relative darkness, and them bringing clarity where there was darkness. Probably everything they did. Meaning, if they both help the Jewish people, the Gashmias and Baruchmias, that means when a person is struggling simply with their finances and all of that, there's a darkness in their life. And when a person is struggling spiritually, there's a darkness in their life. So they both understood that's their mission, bring light where there's now darkness. So again, in the time of the Alter, uh, sorry, in the time of the Rambam, the Mishnah Torah was a collection of all of the halachas and all of the mitzvahs so that it would be in one place so you could see mapped out in front of you what all the mitzvahs are and know where to look instead of knowing that somebody knows somewhere but you don't even know whom to ask and you wouldn't even know how to ask or what to ask and so you're just completely lost. So they made sure that people weren't lost. That's what the, that's what the Rambam did. Now what did the Rambam do with Pnei Satira? Um, as much as the Indian of Maisa Merkava and Maisa Bracious could be brought down at that time. Why, why are we saying as much as it could be brought down at that time? Because we're talking about the 1100s. In the 1100s, I think, I think the, the Rambam was born in 1140, if I got it right, as we say, 1140 to 1215. In the 1100s, quite honestly, it wasn't yet the time, it was, it was about 400 years before the Arizal. The Arizal was told in the 1500s, now it's a mitzvah to reveal these deep truths of Kairos, about who Hashem is and how we understand who Hashem is. But this is 400 years before. So how much could the Rambam reveal? It wasn't yet the time. So as much as he was allowed to reveal, the way he did it was in a very, very concealed way. The first prokin, he didn't do it. He didn't write a safer. Okay, this is a safer that tells you about Hashem and what is truth and who he is. And remember, by the way, end of the line of this whole thing is we are now in a week. W-E-E-K, a week in the year. Parsha Shmois, the first week of 2021. We are now in a week when politically the truth is about to confront the non-truth about various political issues. And there's going to be really quite a uh, probably very large confrontation going on. It'll be interesting next week when we listen to this recording and we say, oh, well, is that the way they felt before it happened? Next week we'll be speaking very differently. Right now we are before. We're in a process when truth is confronting non-truth about everything going on in America. And... We will see how it pans out. So this is what the Rambam is about. Reveal truth. The truth about Enad Novabe. The whole world is nothing but Hashem showing himself to us, etc. So how does he do it? In a time when he can't really tell us, when the Rambam can't really tell us too much directly about Hashem, 
about knowledge of Hashem. So the first prakim of Sefer Mishnah Torah um, are about that. Very concealed. And then the Sefer Mor Nebuchim, Guide for the Perplexed, is also about that. Okay, now let's go to the Alter Rebbe. What is the Nigla part that the Alter Rebbe brought out? His Shulchan Aruch. And what is the Pneumitsa Torah that the Alter Rebbe brought out? The Sefer Atanya, which is known as the Tarshabek Sav of Tarsa Hasidus. And then, of course, many Maimarim of the Tanya, before the Tanya, and many Maimarim afterwards, all teaching us who is Hashem, what is truth. Remember, the question on the, on the question on the front burner in America this week is, what is the truth? And who will accept the truth? That's really the question. And this is no longer Yaakov Avinu. The Jewish people asking, what is the truth? This is Asa's asking, what is the truth? This is Yishmo asking, what is the truth? This is China asking. This is, this is every nation either desperate to know the truth or curious or not wanting to know the truth or terrified of the truth, you know, depending where you're holding. But the question on the front burner this week is, what is the truth? So we have these two great tzaddikins squeezing this day of January 6th, right in between them, like a sandwich. So, in both of these, the Ramam and the Alter Rebbe, um, they, their names are also important, because the name of something is significant. It shows on the essence of something. So, of course, the Alter Rebbe is Schneer, Schneer, two types of light, of course, as the Baal Shem Tov says. Um, Two types of light, the revealed light and the hidden light. Revealed light, which means halakha. What are you supposed to do in life as a Jew? What is truth and what does truth say you have to do? What is the halakha? That's one light. What's the other light of Shneor? But what's it all about really? Who is Hashem really? What is truth really? In the world today, this week, we're also going to find out Um so what should we be doing in America? And how should the judicial system be working? And also, a deeper question, the second light, why? Why should the judicial system be working this way or that way? Do we want truth? Or do we want other stuff? And you see more and more Americans saying, we want truth. We want truth. As we learned in Basi Lagani, that the king, Melech Malchai the king, and the king Hashem is masterminding this whole thing, clearly. The king really isn't impressed by gold and silver and money. The king wants something more significant. Yerithorumulus, a deeper truth. It's interesting that you have half of America saying, in a sense, half of America saying, we don't care about truth, we just want money. And the other half of America is saying, money is nice, but we're at the point where we're more desperate for truth than money. That's a chiddush. That's a chiddush. That's a revolution. And that's happening this week. So now, let's go back to the names. The name of the Rambam, his name is Maisha. Like Tarasivalanu Maisha. The whole Tyra, 
right? Maisha, the Torah is given to Maisha, and the Rambam's name is Maisha. As we know, it says, Me Maisha, Maisha will come to Maisha. From Maisha, Maisha Benu, until Maisha, the Rambam, you didn't have anybody like Maisha. And not only that, it's a minhag, that when you write the name of the Rambam with Rosh Tevis, we write it with one men at the beginning and a one men at the end, an open men and a closed men. And we know what Rizal say, that an open men and a closed men come from um, show on Maimer Patuach, Maimer Satim, concealed Tyra, and revealed, uh, sorry, revealed Tyra and concealed Tyra. So, um, one other Nukuda, the connection between the Svarim. Now let's, okay, so we said their names and and what they did pretty externally, you know, pretty a sort of overview of what they accomplished for the Jewish people. Now, what's the common thread between the Svarim, the books of the Ramam and the books of the Alter Rebbe? And there are a few, there are a few details here. One, why did they write them? Why did the Rambam write his Sefer, Yad Chazaka? He writes, there were so many tsaris for the Jewish people, and the Chachma was being lost, because these Perushim, you know, people were just struggling, and it was all just being lost amidst all of the suffering and the struggling and, and, and people's distraction. And therefore, if a person wanted to know what to do, it wasn't going to be good enough anymore to open a Gemara. I always tell this story that somebody said they were somewhere at a rabbi's house on Shabbos and a little small fire broke out on the table. And it was very tiny and they just wanted to take water and put it out, but it was Shabbos. So the rabbi pulled out a Gemara and started learning it to deduce what to do. So that's exactly what the Rambam said, not going to work for this crowd. We need to know what to do. There's a place for people who know how to deduce from the Gemara what to do. But we also need to just know what to do, especially when we're on the run, running from the enemies, distracted, a million things going on, etc. And we can say the same thing today. We need to know what to do. So I saw, said the Rambam, that I needed to be mechaber, I needed to to make a safer that made everything clear, Bur in a clear language and a and a, a um, short language, so that the Torah Shabal Peh, the oral Torah, should be arranged for everybody in a very simple, clear way. You wouldn't have to sit down and figure out, well, what do we do with the Gemara? But it would be their open book, just you know, set out and you know right away what to do. Um, um, and these clear things crave in the chaynim. So, and we'd all remember that the, the Ramam said it needs to be simple to understand what to do. And also, so to speak, he had to do all the work to make sure that what he wrote was million percent representing the truth of what one learns and deduces from Gemara. Same thing with the Shulchan Aruch of the Alter Rebbe. Rabbanim B'nai Gan, etc., they wrote in their introduction to the Shulchan Aruch. 
because the needs of the Jews were so great, and especially because the times were so complex. You're talking about the years the 1700s and and the French Revolution that sought to obliterate Hashem, God forbid, and then Napoleon, who was even more determined to do that. And people really couldn't concentrate much. Can you imagine if they couldn't concentrate in the 1700s? what it's like now. They were amazing compared to today. And so they couldn't go into Be'iyun, into the Talmud and the Psukim to know. They couldn't do all that. Um, Especially because in many places there are lots of different opinions that you have to know what you're, you have to be a great scholar to understand how to resolve all of the different opinions and understand what is being said. And this wasn't for everybody. And so really, it needed to be that the Shulchan Aruch of the Alter Rebbe would, again, tell us what we need to do, but be totally consistent, clear, consistent, and simple, and completely revealing the light in these halachas. So it's, it, it's there for us. And as we say several times, the Seder of the Alter Rebbe, Shulchan Aruch, is not according to the Seder of the Sefer Yad, but rather according to the Seder of the Shulchan Aruch. Um, uh, so his language, the Alter Rebbe's language, is close to the language of the Rambam. So a couple, a couple more points about what was accomplished through the Alter Rebbe and, and the, the Rambam. So at the beginning of each of their farm, their Sefer, just like the Rambam, the Rambam begins his Sefer with the words, Yesaid HaYesaidus Amud HaChachmat. Now, look at the first letter of each one that goes on. Yesaid HaYesaidus Ve'amud HaChachmat. Yudke Vavke. Well, what do you think, folks? What is the Sefer really telling you about Yudke Vavke? Who is Hashem? in his miraculous self as he comes along to create massive miracles in the world that are bigger than the world, than bigger than the laws of nature. Um, and the words of Reb David and it starts with as called the Shema Mephorsh. And the Alter Rebbe, what, is he, what does he begin his Shulchan Aruch with? Yehuda ben Tamer Aymer. Why does he begin that? Because the name Yehuda is the name of Hashem. Yud, K, Vav, K. Uh, right? So both the Alter Rebbe and the Rambam, in their Sefer of Halachas, they're, they're embedding there the name of Hashem, showing that this is not just stuff that you do, but the knowledge of Hashem is deeply embedded there. And the same thing with what the Sfarim are about. The Rambam says, what is my Sefer about? Essentially, to bring us to know the, the original cause of all cause, causes, etc. Who is Hashem? That behind everything and within everything is there, there is Hashem. And the same thing with the Alter Rebbe Shulchan Aruch. Yisaita Yisaita, to know Matzi Rishon. It's a Klav Gadol and Tyra. What does the Alter Rebbe say? What is this whole Sefer based on? 
to know that Hashem is in front of me. Hashem is within, and at, at every moment, it is basically only Hashem. And what's the first halacha of the Alter Rebbe? Be bold as a, as a leopard and as, as swift as a um, nesher. Run like a tzvi, like a deer, and be gibor, like a lion, to do the will of Hashem. So these four different animals that we have to, that we have to emulate them so that we should immerse ourselves in doing the will of Hashem. And basically, we're learning the midas from, we're learning midas, we're learning boldness and swiftness and, 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 and light-footedness and, and determination and gibor from these animals. Interesting. Because the whole Matthias of um, a, nemer, a, a, a leopard and an eagle and a, a deer and a lion is, um, what were they created for? Like the rest of the world, Bishvil Yisrael, Bishvil So we use them, we use out, we are here, put here in the world, and the world is put here for us to use out everything for the will of Hashem, Shabbat Shemayim. And one other thing here we see that the connection, the comparison between the Svarim of Nigla of the, of the Rambam and the Alter Rebbe is also about um, the Svarim that are connected with knowing the secrets of Hashem. Where do we see that? Arba Prakim Eila. These are the first four chapters of the Rambam Sefer Yad Chazaka. And in Moran Nebuchim. It's not only to know who Hashem is, but Moran Nebuchim, guide for the perplexed, what does that mean? To bring a clarity in all of the confusion. Now raise your hand if you have no confusion. Right, nobody's raising their hand. <laughs> Life is confusing. And the same thing with Sefer Atanya. Even somebody that his Seichel and his Das is very confused because there's so much darkness and so much confusion and confusion in the world. And therefore, you can't learn a Derech and a Vaitis Hashem from other Svarim because life is so complicated. But through the Tanya, through the Alter Rebbe's works and through the Ram's works, it becomes luminous. The Tanya especially. Your life becomes luminous, your eyes become, your mind, your heart becomes illuminated, as the author ever writes. These are all answers for the many, many, many shilas that people ask me for advice, and it should bring um, peace to people's nefesh, and a good advice to everybody on what is difficult for him in his avidish Hashem. And the same thing with what the Rebbe, what the, what, what the Alter Rebbe writes about his Sefer Amada, he writes, He says, in other words, um, for those who know you, you know, and, and basically to take you in a straight way, to, to straighten out your, your mind and your heart, to bring you to that clarity. And more in the Vuchim, Guy for the Perplexed. Um, the same thing, the idea of helping you have clarity. And in the Shardlas, the Alter Rebbe writes, 
What are we here to learn? What does this safer, the Tanya, here to bring us to understand? If the safer Tanya will help us understand how it's possible that the knowledge of Hashem, the serving of Hashem, the union with Hashem, the relationship with Hashem is closer and shorter than we think. What makes that feel possible? The Tanya. Just like with the Ramam, the Shachatacha, the same thing. So now, so again, these farm are there to all to bring us to this clarity. So now one other thing. The connection between these two days, now we're, we've completed understanding what's in the svarim of each of these tzaddikim, each of these two tzaddikim. Now let's look at their days, the days of their passing. Kaptavis, Kaptalatavis. This year they come out in Parsha Shmite. Normally, they come out in Parsha Vaera. Well, we'll see both. Here we are. Parsha. In Mitzrayim, in a situation of Gullus. Yes. Welcome to the land of Egypt and the place of enslavement to the limitations of nature, ladies and gentlemen. In fact, in Parsha Shmais, it's the same thing. Parsha Shmais finds us going down into Gullus. A deep pit of Gullus. Boom. Hundreds of years later, the Ramam, the Alta Rebbe, come along to say, "I'm here to take. I'm here to take you out of Gullus. You're walking around in darkness, and you're walking around in confusion. We're here to help you out. And as the Rambam writes, by the way, the um, um, you know the 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 darkness and of of the hidden in this shrine but as we wandered around in the land of Mitzrayim, wandered around fell into the pit of Mitzrayim, Meshur Benu came along and said to the Jewish people, Ani Hashem. Meshur Benu was told by Hashem, tell them. They're in their darkness. They're in a huge pit. They're stuck. They feel like they'll never get out. Tell them, Ani Hashem, I am Hashem. I am going to take you out of this deep, dark, stuck pit. And you will know that I am Hashem Alekechem. Okay, so the the suffering in Mitzrayim, falling into this deep, ugly, dark pit where one feels that they cannot get out, God forbid, and it really wasn't reality, it wasn't just a feeling in Mitzrayim, that was not only Begashmius, but especially, mainly Baruchmius. And Hashem sent Maishu Rabbeinu to get us out of that situation. And as Yidin came to the Gula Ruchmius, since we couldn't hear Maish Rabbeinu. Maish Rabbeinu, does this sound familiar? Maish Rabbeinu came to give us good news. We're getting out of here. 
And we were so entrenched in the struggle or the, I'm going to call it the brainwashing that comes, the, the hypnotic state that comes from the spiritual struggle that no one could hear anything outside of that, you know, brainwashed uh, spiritual struggle, which is exactly what's happening in America today. And that we see in the word Ba'era. It means a revelation of Hashem in a way that we can see. The ability, Ba'era is the ability through the Rambam and through the Alter Rebbe to enable us to really see Hashem. And that's the simple kavana that the Abishur said to Maishur Benu and to the Abbas, the Kel in order that Yidin should come out of Mitzrayim. Why should we come out of Mitzrayim? So in order to come out of Mitzrayim, you had to have the revelation of Aniyavaya, higher than Kel Shakai. So even though when Hashem was spoke, spoke to Maishur Benu, Yidin were in Gullus, and their understanding of truth was deep in Gullus Mitzrayim. But because of the revelation of Ani Hashem, his true Midah, this Gili, this revelation, created and illuminated the Yidin as they were in this dark pit of Mitzrayim, and they were let out. Now, that sounds very familiar, like what we need to happen in the world this week. A tremendous spiritual conflict and a spiritual darkness has descended over the world, especially in America, or via America, and Hashem has to come out this week, and please God, He will, and pull us out. So the Svarim that the Rambam and the Alter Rebbe wrote, not only wrote, but they continue to activate the world as if they're, it's as if they're being written this minute, they are in a way of the era. They are in a way of revealing Hashem to us. And the whole point is, in the Torah of the Rambam and the Alter Rebbe, not only that they were written through themselves and not through their students, but um, the Inyanim is like Tereshava Alpeh, and in a way that it comes down and written, written, it the the main point was each of those tzaddikim made Taira available and the understanding of Hashem available to every single Jew. Before the Rambam wrote to say for Mishnah Taira, most of the things in Taira Shabal Peh remained um you know, the people who understood them were the people who really were very, very involved with Tarsha Balpeh. But there was so much confusion, as we said before. So when the Rambam put together his Sefer, everything became clear. Now you had what's called Tarsha Balpeh, Kula Sturbifikol. We can't imagine the revolution of the oral Torah being put in a clear form. What would it be tantamount to now? Right now, we're dealing with a massive confusion in the world about what truth is, all centered around the U.S. election. 
So we think, you know, what does that have to do with like, the real thing of Torah not being clear and easy to understand? But bec- I, uh, my thought is because that was taken care of in the 1200s, in the 1100s, and then in the 1700s by the Rambam and then the Alter Rebbe, et cetera, and, and with the advent of Chabad Chassid, it's more and more and more every year, every day, every week, every day. Now we're up to the point where the need for clarity within the confusion of the world that non-Jews are thinking about what truth is, that is the next revolution that is on the agenda. And that's why we can see that Chavtavis to Chavtalatavis, the Rambam, the Altarebbe, they did what they needed to do within Tyra. Now they're going to do what they need to do in the world. In the world, especially of Esav, in the non-Jewish world. The world of Esav, Esav as he's being um, in alliance with Yishmo, either in a way of promoting truth and goodness, and Geula, or God forbid the opposite. And it's becoming clearer and clearer that one direction is Asaph connecting with Yishmo to connect with Yaakov Avinu to connect with Hashem and truth and goodness in Geula. And the other side, it's becoming clearer and clearer, is for all of, for those two nations, Asaph and Yishmo to get together to connect to more gullus, more untruth, more ugliness, more corruption, more scare, more terrifying things, more things that would, God forbid, take the world into a terrifying gullus. That's what's happening today. But there's a lot of, not everybody feels that way. Some people feel like, what do you mean? Just, you know, everybody wants good. That's part of the confusion. So who are you going to call on? When there's a massive confusion in the world about truth and ge'ula, well, let's call on the Ramam and the Altareva, just like Hashem called on them way back when. Here they are again to do it now. And they're going to do it. They are doing it. They have been doing it. But they're going to do a magnificent job this week. And it's for us to sit back and look. And watch what happens. At the time of the Rambam, the Torah Shabbat was revealed for, was available in a clear way for what's called Ma'at the Nisbar. A few people had clarity. Does that sound familiar now about what's going on in the United States? A few people have clarity and the rest are out to though the rest are having a hard time or not having a hard time quite quite satisfied with a lack of clarity um but essentially at that time for the rambam not everybody saw the truth so clearly mm-hmm. that's what's happening today and even though um in the days from the days of rabbi yehuda and nasi we already had tershabal peh and it was told to Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi that he was now told that he should write down the oral Torah <coughs> and this limitation that oral Torah is not allowed to be written down. And yet, when the generations went down after the time of Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi, 
then there were things that were written down. They still weren't revealed. It still wasn't in a way that it's, you know, it's just a no-brainer. Just like we see today, you know, there are all kinds of things written and out there. And some people read them and say, oh, my. And it illuminates their eyes very much. And other people read them and say, I don't know what it's talking about. Uh, I, I don't believe this guy. It just, it's just, it's, it's as if they're not reading it. And I see that. It's as if they're reading nothing. Or they're not interested in looking. In other words, there, there's a certain truth that works for certain people's eyes. And for other people's eyes, they just, they don't want. They just don't want it. And it's kind of in the time of the Rambam. It was for a select few. And everybody else said, thanks, but no thanks. Exactly what's happening now. And so the same thing, since with the Rambam, the same thing with the Shulchan Aruch of the Alter Rebbe. It's not as if everybody said, amazing, now we have the Alter Rebbe Shulchan Aruch. Uh, not exactly, not exactly. There was a lot of, um, it was very clear. And yet, there, let's just say there was a lot of resistance. Not everybody said, this is the clearest truth of Tyra that we've ever seen. This is amazing. No, not exactly. So the story that we're living through now is an old story. And we understand also, not just about halacha, about, but about Tyrus and Nister, the penis of Tyrus, the hidden aspect of Tyrus, which explains to us who Hashem is. The Rambam writes in his Sefer about Lahasigadvarm of Borehen, to understand things in their depths, right? That's what we're dealing with in America today. To, to take a walk, to take a, 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 a stroll in Pargis, in the deepest secrets of Tyrus. And as it says in the beginning of Mor Nevochim, I saw that um, these hidden things Rambam is essentially saying the time had come for those hidden secrets that normally were for the select few were now to be given out to the public. We see that, by the way, in Basi Lagani, the concept of the king takes the treasures that were never allowed to be seen by anyone, how much more so not given out to anybody and certainly not given out to the simple people. And then there comes a moment where the king wants to win the war and he gives them out to everybody. The beginning of this we see with the Ramam and the Altarebbe. The truth is exposed. How do we see it today in the world? It's called um, alternative social media, Lahabdil. WikiLeaks. WikiLeaks. The deepest secrets that, you know, the deepest political diplomatic secrets that, you know, were really for the select few and there were, there were, there was a heavy, heavy penalty for them being told to anyone, are, are almost all of them out of the box. And if they haven't yet been, then they come out of the box as we speak. It's called WikiLeaks. Everybody's leaking everything. There are no more secrets. Or whatever secrets they find out, they tell us. How is that? Why is that? Because now we're in a time 
that begun by the Rambam and the Alter Rebbe, whatever secrets of truth about Hashem that are available are starting to come out and be available, that, that were for the individuals and just for the, the great mystics are now, now being leaked out. WikiLeaks for all of us. And the same thing with the Tanya. Just like the whole Sefer of the Ramam Mor and the Vuchim, it wasn't for everybody. And the Ramam said, um, he said, I put several things in hints. But the Tanya is a Sefer for every single person, for every single Jew. And these deep, remember, we're talking about the Tanya's um, 1200 to 1600 years later. So these deep in Yanam of Kenis Atira, Teresa Kabbalah and Chassidus in the Tanya, came down into Tanya in a way of halacha psuka. It's stuff that you can do. Deep Kabbalistic secrets brought into stuff that you can do. And the sacred Tanya became the written, the of Teresa Chassidus. What's revealed in a way that we can understand that every, it's re, all these deep secrets that every one of us can take into our mind and what should come out? The understanding, the sensation, the knowledge that this stuff is very close to you. It's yours. Reach out and take it. Okay, so let's start to sum it all up. Seeing it all from the point of view of the Parsha, really Shmais and Va'era. What is the Chiddush in our Parsha? In Va'era, Anihavaya, a much deeper understanding of Hashem. What are we facing in the world today? A much deeper understanding of the truth and Hashem. And what did it bring? When Hashem revealed himself as Anihavaya, then it caused the Adatum ki Ani Hashem it caused that you should know that we got to know, know, K-N-O-W, know, that Hashem is our God who took us out and takes us out of our enslavement and our suffering. And that became something we knew. Even though we still were in Gullus, but we were infused with this truth, this knowledge. The same thing with the Svarim, Mr. of the Rambam and the Alter Rebbe, etc., that um, it caused us to know the Adatim Kiyaniyavaya. These Svarim brought us to know who is Hashem and what truth is. And we would never be, we would never go back to the darkness that we were in before that. So now, so to sum up, we're going to use two words, Mor Nebuchim. Guide for the perplexed. Although officially this is a safer of the Rambam from the year 11 something, I don't know the exact year, but we now, and it was written to bring clarification in a confusion, we are there again in America, and America being the center of the world, the world confusion, the American confusion of the perplexed. There's never been in history a clearer confusion and sense of, perplexed, of being perplexed that was global 
And together with that, with the virus that attacked everybody, so nobody knows if up is down and down is up and who you are and who am I, and I have a mask and you don't know you don't know who I am and I know who you are and where you, and I can and I can't see you and you can't see me and I can't connect, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, adds to the confusion of what is going on. And the Rambam promises us, and the Alter Rebbe as a continuation of that, and the Rebbe promises promise us that all the confusion will come to fruition, to 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 illumination. It will the darkness will turn inside out and it will become light. And we say Hashem. Make it this week, January 6th, is sandwiched in between the two, the Alter Rebbe, the, the, the Rambam and the Alter Rebbe, and surely we're going to experience right away the Gula Mitzvah Shleima with the Rambam and the Alter Rebbe and the Rebbe. Mashiach Tikenu should be immediately now. Uh-huh.